Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode. It's a little bit of a rant. I am talking about fitness myths, lies that we have been told about working out. And I'm going to rant and I'm going to be debunking them because they make my blood blood boil a little bit. They make me a little sassy and I hope that you're here for it. First one we are going to talk about is that the harder the plan is or the harder the diet is, the better it works, the more dedication that you have. This is absolute BS. Pushing through does not always serve us. When our body feels off, when our body feels feels tired, when our body and mind is truly telling us to do something different, it is a tried and true sign that you need to do something different. And sometimes pushing through is going to lead you to going backwards instead of moving forward. So it's not a badge of honor to just push through. I actually had somebody comment on my Instagram reel that was about how to support your body through your feminine cycle. And she was like, I'm actually one of those weirdos that likes to push through my cramps and my period with tough workouts. And I wanted to just like start a conversation with her of like, That period pain and that pushing through your workouts doesn't have to be your norm. If you make some slight changes with how you're supporting your feminine body and your hormones, you could really make significant changes in those PMS symptoms, right? So pushing through and working out harder or cutting, you know, we sometimes think that more is better. Meaning if we cut calories a little bit, and we see some progress, then if we cut even more calories, that's better. That's a lie. That could totally, totally mess with your metabolism and do more harm than good. That same applies to if we do a little bit of cardio and we see some pounds dropped, we think, oh, if I do more cardio, I'm going to see more results faster. That is not necessarily the truth either. So that is a fitness myth. And if that has been something that you have been holding in your mind, you have my permission to let it go. The next myth is someone else has the plan, the diet, the workouts that are going to get your body the best results. Here's the thing. Even if you did the same workout as somebody else, even if you ate the same exact thing that that person did, the same meals throughout the day that that person did, even if you followed the same protocol or macro counting or intermittent fasting or keto or whatever, your body may not respond to it like hers did because your lifestyles could be totally different. Your genetics, they're different. That's for sure. And, you know, like so sometimes... (laughs) So often moms that have had 
babies, two, three, four babies, are comparing themselves, their bodies, and their lifestyles to girls in their 20s who have have not housed a human yet. And our body is beautiful after the changes that comes with pregnancy, but our bodies are not the same as that girl in her 20s. You know, if you're in your 40s, your hormones are not the same as that girl in her 20s, right? You have different things that you need to focus on based on aging, based on genetics, based on hormones. There's so many other factors and components. So I truly, that's why my message of feminine fitness and helping you really become intuitive and know like, oh, if your hormones are doing this, it's normal to kind of feel this way to see if there is a balance or if there is something off or if you're in alignment, like instead of thinking like, oh, why am I feeling this way today? When you've synced with your cycle, you know why. You know why you're feeling this way. So don't look outside for what it is that your body needs. If you sit with like, what do I need to support my body right now? And you start reflecting on it and you start listening to it, your body may give you a crazy answer. I asked myself this question when I was about a year, year and a half postpartum with my second son. I was doing the tough workouts, I was cutting the calories, I was doing my thing that typically works for me. And I was like, I am not seeing the result. I'm actually seeing my weight gain again. Do I need to work out more? Do I need to cut calories even more? And when I went inward, And I was like, what does my body really need? It answered with a bar style training workout. I know I've talked about this in another episode, but I was shocked. I was shocked because I've been used to heavy weight training, having reps and sets of like eight to 12 reps, depending on what my goals were and focusing on one muscle group at a time. And oh, heaven forbid you do cardio and heaven forbid you do steady state cardio or just do like cardio that gets your heart rate up a little bit. This bar style training program, it was coming through that that is what my body wanted. It's what my body was craving. And I had to really trust that in that intuition. I did that program through and through for eight weeks. I still incorporate it through um, late luteal phase. I love it. And I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked with the changes, the body composition that happened when I started paying attention to the answer that my body gave me, right? The next myth is misery equals results. And this flows in with the last one of if you're not sweating and dead and breathless and gasping for air, it's not worth it. I actually heard this in one of the programs, the workout programs I was doing lately, and it made my skin crawl a little bit. I love the trainer. I do believe she is so good at what she does, but it made my skin crawl when I heard her say that if I'm not done, if I'm not dead, if I'm not breathless and sweaty after my workout, I think to myself, well, you just wasted your time. It is not. It is not a waste of time. Movement that is nourishing and movement that doesn't make you sweaty and movement that doesn't deplete you and movement that doesn't leave you laying on the floor after your workout like dying for rest is still good. 
there is a time and a purpose for those intense workouts. There are huge benefits for those high intensity interval trainings. There is huge benefits to pushing your body, but there is also amazing benefits for slowing down. There's amazing benefits for rest. There's amazing benefits to low intensity, steady state cardio type movement, whether that's, you know, just like a brisk walk or if it's more of a fluid bar style cardio cardio program like both are good but what we have been told is that the high intensity interval training if we're gonna like call it a workout it has to be this like near-death experience and that is not true at all it's a wonderful workout when you finish it and you feel like that felt so good. That gave me so much life. My body feels restored and renewed and nourished. That is made, that's where a lot of you ladies probably resist. You resist that style of training because we've been told you've got to do high intensity interval training for the best like calorie blasting, fat burning workouts. You have to do like you have to up your weights every single time or else you're not going to see progress in your gains. Lies, 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 because a muscle that is fluid and flexible and mobile isn't going to get injured. It's going to get stronger. But if you skip that flexibility, if you skip that mobility and that restoration, injury increases. Aging increases. I know so many people who have these like big, awesome, like aesthetically ideal look of health. Oh, that's another rant for another day. The ideal look of health, like muscly, but they can't even bend down to tie their shoes or pick something up off the ground, is that gonna be, are those big bulging muscles gonna be beneficial when you're 60, 70, 80 years old trying to tie your shoes? There's benefits to flexibility and mobility, and there's also great benefits to strength training. And when you think the way you train with your cycle, we've done a podcast episode on that, you are getting all aspects of fitness because you know when high intensity interval training serves a purpose. You know when steady state cardio is great. You know what phase to slow down and have rest and mobility. You know what phase to focus on slow controlled weight training. It is the best well-rounded way to program yourself to optimal health. Can I we're we're under 10 minutes here, so I'm just gonna go on that rant that I stopped myself on that. The lie of, the myth of, the lowest percentage of body fat, the bulging muscles, the lean, 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 no body fat, no curves, you know, you know, the bikini competitor, the figure competitors, the bodybuilding competitors. Right now in our society, they are put on a pedestal as the beacon of health, and that's not the case majority of the time. Yeah, there are some of those guys who are elite athletes where every aspect of fitness, they're great at. But with the short time that I had in the bikini competing world, I saw how toxic it was. I saw that it was all about aesthetics. And that aesthetic is not the ultimate measure of optimal fitness or vitality or vibrancy within the body. 
right? Oh, this one gets me. This one gets me so much because if women do not have a certain range of body fat, our hormones are not functioning in an optimal way. And if we are depleting our body fat stores and tanking our hormones and causing adrenal fatigue while we're in our 20s and 30s when we should be feeling the most vibrant, when we should be having very healthy ovulations because it's childbearing years, what is it going to look like when we hit perimenopause and postmenopause? That's why I got out. That's why I was like, you know, I, I can love and appreciate the dedication that these people are giving to this sport. I can appreciate it for what it is. It's it's an aesthetic thing. It's an aesthetic it's an aesthetic thing. Is it the ultimate optimal way to measure health? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because some of those people are in the worst mental health that they've ever been in. They have zero energy. Their reproductive (laughs) systems, their hormones are completely off balance. But hey, they have minimal body fat, so they must be healthy. That is not the truth. That is not truth. Women, we need an amount of body fat on our body to to optimally function like our sex hormones our estrogen our progesterone it all thrives off of a certain amount of healthy body fat and our bodies carry body fat very differently based on our genetic composition right that just like it just irks me so much that people think like oh i'm gonna work with this trainer or this woman and do the workouts that she says because of the way her body looks i encourage you guys so much to go inward to really listen to your body to get to know your body to find the workouts that you love and enjoy to map out a plan that works with your body instead of against your body to help you achieve your goals. And that is why you're here in the Feminine Fitness Podcast, being in the Feminine Fitness Program community. I am here for you. I am here for you to find optimal health in your physical health, your nutritional health, your mental health, your lifestyle, because all of that can be nourished with getting to know how our hormones ebb and flow throughout our feminine cycle. So thank you so much for listening to my rant today. Let me know what you think on Instagram. My friend, if you could leave a rating and review, that would mean so much to me. The ratings and reviews right now are really from when we were the Intentional Productivity Podcast, which was the Time Management Podcast. And you've you've messaged me personally saying that this podcast has helped you. It would help me so much if you would put a rating on iTunes. You just find the show, scroll down, you'll see stars. The stars leave the rating. And if you actually take the time to write out the review, that would really mean so much to me. So, so much to me. So thank you so much for listening today and I'll let you get back to your day.